Hutchins Podcast. Hello and welcome back to this special episode of the Hutchins Podcast. Today I'm joined with Josh and Alexander and our special guests are Mr. Eric Ma, who is a global learning coordinator and teaches Chinese from year 7 to 12, and Mrs. Nancy Tung, who is a bilingual teacher's aide. So let's start talking about Round Square. So Round Square is an internationally diverse network of 200 like-minded schools in 50 countries on six continents that connect and collaborate to offer world-class programs and experiences, developing global competence, character and confidence in our students. Round Square schools share a commitment to character, education and experiential learning built around six themes, our ideals, international understanding, democracy, environmental stewardship, adventure, leadership and service. The Round Square ideals are underpinned by 12 discoveries that students explore on their learning journey. Inquisitiveness, tenacity, courage, compassion, inventiveness, ability to solve problems, self-awareness, sense of responsibility, appreciation of diversity, commitment to sustainability, and communication and teamworking skills. Our world needs courageous and compassionate leaders prepared to discover and embrace different cultures and nationalities in ways that promote meaningful and lasting understanding and respect. Today's students are the leaders of the future. It's our responsibility to prepare them well. So, Mr. Ma, what what is the benefit of Hutchins being a part of Round Square? Well, this is a really good question, Josh, and I think all of you have summarised what it's all about really well in your introduction to Round Square. I think this is pretty much what it's all about, you know, and being part of this international community where people actually share the same value and uh, the same kind of approach in education. It's not just about being a member to to a very prestigious organisation. It's actually being part of a mission to... Um, uh, promote global competencies and, you know, to be part of this revolution, actually, if you like to say, um, or a movement, which actually would be a really interesting thing to actually be a part of. Ron Square is actually a, a network of 220 schools that share the same kind of uh, value, and we actually can just easily tap into all these schools when we're actually doing, say, group work or mm-hmm. international trips, collaboration projects, we can actually um, complete you know, you talk to people from different continents, you know, across time zones. You can actually probably have a look at what's happening in their classrooms uh, with the help of technology. And after COVID, hopefully, we can actually even go somewhere, immerse yourself in that different culture and classroom and come back with a brand new perspective on uh, on life. Especially, uh, you know, in this so-called new, <laughs> new normal, people actually are starting to look at um, how we do things differently. Um, and people actually are still actually in isolation. And that's that's why Wrong Square can actually be a really powerful tool to bring about some positive changes uh, to how we look at things, how we actually work together in this interconnected world. So what um, staff members or teachers are involved with the Round Square at Hutchins? Question, I think we it, it would be wrong to say um, it's, it's a one-man game. Uh, quite often I ask people to think, okay, this is actually this teacher running this program mm-hmm. and this teacher running that um, you know uh, class. I think Round Square is actually meant to be a whole school approach. And even if I'm, I'm the main person that has been working on Round Square, we do have a very strong... Uh, Round Square Committee from the staff, we have roughly 
um, 10 teachers across the three medium schools who are the, um, the main um, drive behind Ron Square. So these teachers actually are working very closely with me and we're actually the steering power behind all these activities. So down the track, we're going to see hopefully more staff um, coming on board and we are going to see um, not just myself, but also some of my close colleagues running different Ron Square activities in different parts of the school. How long did it take to formally make Hutchins a part of Round Square? It's been a really interesting journey since probably about two or three years ago when we first started uh, studying Round Square. Um, and um, it took us a while to actually get the paperwork done. And apparently when we got everything pretty much ready, um, COVID hit us. So, yeah, we didn't really stop the journey, though. We just... Uh, pretty much persevered and submitted the paperwork and got approved. We didn't really, uh, you know, travel anywhere apparently because that's one of the, uh, would have been one of the most interesting benefits of being Ron Square School last year. However, I actually managed to do lots of online stuff with other schools and cr- across the globe, which was very interesting as well. So roughly that was two years journey, but we're looking at probably the next five to 10 years as well as the next phase of this very interesting journey for mm. Hutchins. So on the Hutchins page for Round Square, it says, and I quote, the ideals are embedded in all we do at Hutchins. Our holistic education has a focus on nurturing character of young men who know how to serve their global community and we are challenged to be the best they can be in a peaceful, just and sustainable world. Guided by the values of ideals, Hutchins boys actively participate in international tours, global learning activities, service learning and sustainability programs. So, Mr. Ma, has Hutchins ever hosted any online forums or meetings with other schools involved with the Round Square? Absolutely. We've been pretty active in participating in all these forums this year. We have done roughly five or six international sessions with schools mm from different countries. We have done, one of the year sevens actually have, have they've done a session with the school in California. We actually have, you know, us talking to a school in uh, from Colombia. We actually have a few interesting uh, sessions with a school in India. We also have done um, a couple of face-to-face sessions with schools in Australia and New Zealand. So yeah, we've done a, a fair bit of all these online collaboration activities. And we are going to host on the much larger scale, an uh, international forum, um, to be hosted by our year 11, 12 leaders. And it's going to be an online meeting with about uh, 100 students from mm-hmm. different schools. And we're going to um, host that forum um, in about two weeks as we speak now. So it's going to be based on celebrations uh, in different forms. And the theme is going to be, um, you know, yeah, comparing and um, uh, looking at mm-hmm. different forms of celebrations uh, regardless of the, um, um, you know, faith and uh, religions or cultures, we actually try to actually um, break down some of the stereotypes and try to actually probably get some of the uh, similarities across all these different schools and cultures and try to actually learn from each other's um, celebration. And we are going to um, pretty much um, hand over to 11-12 to actually host this whole event and they're going to be the um, first Tasmanian school ever to host uh, Ron Square International Conference oh, online. Sure. So it's going to be quite exciting for them to actually really mm. have that first on, on, on the record. Well, I remember in Term 1, Josh and I participated. I think the hosts were a school in Colombia. Yeah, Colombia. Yeah. yeah it was. It, we played games with them and you know, people from all around the world. It was really interesting and we learned lots of things about other people. It was a great session. And actually, speaking of sessions that we've attended to, us personally, Sebastian and I and... Um, 
I can't remember who else was with us. Yeah, I remember that one we, as well. We also, I can't remember the hosts now. That, that was Singapore, wasn't it? Singapore, yeah, Singapore, that's yeah. right. And um, we we joined and we had to have a um, we had to have a poster on our city yeah. that we lived in. And um, I think that's really good about the round square schools. Mm. Are there any other, apart from Hutchins, are there any other Tasmanian schools? Um, we're probably the first Hobart school to ever be a Round Square member. Uh, we do have uh, a friend in Round Square, which is the Scotch Urban College. So they were only 14 years older than us. Oh, wow. <laughs> but they had the very first Tasmanian school. Yeah. And um, it was actually through them that we actually um, became a partner as well. So mm-hmm. we are looking at probably collaborating with Scotch in a very short run. We're actually looking at hopefully a year eight physical exchange with, with Scotch next year. So we actually will be able to really go to Launceston and actually spend some time um, uh, with the homestay family, swap your life a bit with a different year eight, um, you know, student. And that that's how we actually start uh, with all these interesting trips and hopefully uh, with, uh, hopefully with uh, more relaxed border restrictions. Yeah. Uh, next year or 2023, we'll be able to actually go elsewhere um, hopefully um, that's going to be um, mm. part of the whole Round Square culture for Hutchins. Definitely. Yeah. And to get a Round Square event happening, so you've mentioned that Hutchins has done a couple and there are definitely plans to have more. How, how do you actually make one? So I guess once you've then come up with the idea, do you then have to lodge something to Round Square? Yeah. Good question, George. I think I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, three of you today will be probably the main um, drive behind Round Square two years later when you guys actually start year 11. So one of the main, um, you know, yeah, things about Round Square is actually it's about student agency. It's not about staff telling students what to do. It's actually about how students look at mm. uh, how they do things, how at least what works and how they can actually probably take initiatives in what they do. So I guess the first thing is to have a chat with students who uh, are interested in this topic and we're going to actually have a bit of a, you know, yeah, brainstorm about how we go about making this a bit bigger, more interesting, more educational for the rest of the school to actually get something from. And then we're going to take our ideas to more staff. And if we actually are happy to proceed, we're going to present a proposal to Ron Square in the UK. And if they're okay, they, they like the idea, we can actually start something. So it's actually a pretty nice and easy process where you can actually get all this done within weeks, if not days, and you actually have a very powerful platform from the website where you can actually see ideas from other schools as well. Say, if you actually have, if you're doing, say, sustainability in your year eight science classroom, and you actually come across this opportunity from a school in South Africa, that's doing the same thing, you can actually link up with the school immediately, and you can actually even zoom up with the school and talk about how you do, uh, say, recycling, how you actually, mm. you know, minimize food waste, and you can actually, you know, um, tap into this network almost as quick as overnight. And so everything's about student agency and uh, with staff guidance, of course. So I would be surprised if the year nice, uh, even if you're actually the first year of senior school, I wouldn't be surprised if the year nice actually are ready to, you know, get on board and just run some Round Square stuff behind the scenes next year. Mm. Yeah. So Round Square, I guess, in summary, is connecting these schools all around the globe yep. to share their learnings together. Yeah. And with COVID has obviously, you know, stopped stopped the globe, but that hasn't stopped Round Square at all, really. No, not really. No. It is um Zoom. Zoom has been our yeah. sort of makeup for yeah. it. Instead of our travels overseas, we've been able to probably yeah. even more 
link up with these schools that are across the globe from us. Yeah, I agree, Josh. I think one strong message is actually it's not just about going somewhere. You know, just taking that box mm. and bucket list actually probably bring back lots of souvenirs. This is mm. one benefit of, you know, going to a different school, you know. But I think the main message is actually how you look at things from a global perspective, how you actually add that really important global lens to how you look at things. That's why we have the saying, you know, you need to live, uh, think global and live local as well. Just make a difference, you know, in everything you do around you, in your neighborhood. We don't really have to, and we can't at the moment, unfortunately, we can't really go anywhere. But you can actually just, you know, think globally and bring some global awareness into what you do as well. And teachers are trying very hard to actually increase our level of global awareness in what they do in the classrooms. And that's all about Run Square, you know, being a vehicle outside the world without even having to leave this lovely island where we live. No, that, that is brilliant, and I think that is a, a great summary. Thank you so much for that segment of Round Square, Mr. Ma. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Thanks very much for having me today. So let's start by asking everyone on the panel, what does internationalism mean to you? Basically, it's quite a uh, interesting, like with the questions, that um, internationalism is like a global in a way that... Um, different culture, different ways of um, viewing things and viewing our, um, you know, even just coming down to food, the way we see things, we view things. So, yeah. So how does your role as a bilingual teacher aid relate to internationalism for you? Well, my role here at Hutchins is basically supporting children from pre-K to year two, especially those with Mandarin speaking backgrounds in adjusting and integrating into the classroom environment. So for most students in this age group, they are already adjusting to longer, more structured days. And for children from non-English speaking backgrounds, there is an added challenge. So my daily goal is to help those students to connect with these teachers and peers by bridging gaps in learning and language. And the fact that we have this need speaks wonders about Hutchins in the internationalism space. Mm. It is great to see the school welcoming students from diverse backgrounds and promoting a society of inclusion and diversification. My role has got here goes even further to acknowledge the added needs that come with internationalism-minded communities, and it's great to be a small part of that. Mm. So what made you come to Hutchins? So for the past several years, I've been working in various childcare and preschool environments, not specifically with children of non-English speaking backgrounds, but with a wide variety of children. Um, through this time, I've been able to better understand the needs of students at an individual level and support them in their growth and development. So the role I have here at Hutchins is actually really close to my heart. For many of the students I work with, coming from a different non-English speaking background, this is also my story, I guess. Um, I came to Australia from Taiwan when I was seven and lived in Sydney. So at that time, there were very few students from different cultures. Um, so it, it has been a challenging time for me and I think my teachers didn't know how to approach me given my English wasn't great at that time. So there was, however, one teacher that did stick out in my mind. It was that she took the time to genuinely care and in a special way and be able to help me feel comfortable, um, yeah, without, you know, the language barrier. What would you like to see in, in the internationalism space for Hutchins? That's a very interesting question because coming from Sydney that I've been living there for so long um, and I've noticed that in Tassie there's a, um, in terms of l- 
multicultural. There's a bit less in that aspect. So, but this is slowly changing. I'm seeing. However, right now we have an amazing opportunity to shape the attitudes of young people to create positive and inclusive societies, where peoples are welcome. And having people thinking with an international mindset also means that we can benefit from amazing opportunities that come with it, like sharing ideas, generating global change, boosting um, economies, even or creating peaceful societies built around trust and understanding. A lot of students would be thinking out there: How can I practice global citizenship if I am in Australia? Yeah, that's a really great um, question for so. For some students, global citizenship might mean being an advocate for the responsibilities of Australians in global environment. However, for most of us, we can make our impact through the small choices we make, from being environmentally and ethically minded in the way we consume and shop, to changing attitudes towards people from different cultures, um, standing up for minorities, or putting in, um, you know, with racism or fighting against injustice. These are all the things that can be. Um, achieve, and I think just being inclusive, being respectful, and being kind towards each other. How do you think Hutchins is going in an international space? I know we just asked, what would you like to see in the future? But in terms of now, how do you think we're going? It's been doing really great, and especially being very inclusive, and um, and having just opening up roles that helps different culture and aspects in that. So it's been great. We did this with Mr. Ma, but could you maybe, and it's a really hard question, Mrs. Tung, but um, give us sort of maybe a brief about yourself. So who, who are you, you know, from yeah. start to now? Um, so I've been, I guess, living in Australia for a long time since I was seven and I've just been raised here. Um, having that said, I've been having my mum who's quite um, traditional in some ways, so she will always be quite wanting me to continue my Mandarin, although, I, you know, there's times where I try to get away with that, but then um, she would say, no, you need to keep remembering your Mandarin and culture in that aspect. So I think for me I've had the best of both well being able to um, know and grew up here in Australia and know, the, you know, the pops, you know, the songs and everything. So, yeah, that's kind of who I am. <laughs> so in the future, what would you like to, what would you like to become or achieve? at Hutchins or any other schools? Oh, for me, I really would like um, the children here to be able to um, understand the culture difference in everyone's and that we are all different but we are all special mm. and be able to work together through that as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Hutchins podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. On that note, it has now come to the end of this special episode of the Internationalism Podcast. I'd like to say thank you so much to everyone who's been a part of this podcast, Jared, Raf, Alexander, and all the people that have been on our panel today. I know how much of an effort it has been to get this whole thing up and running, but it's been amazing. On that note, it has now come to the end of this special episode on internationalism. You'll be able to find the next episode sometime in 2022. As always, if you'd like to listen and subscribe to Hutchins Podcast, please search Hutchins Podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or you can always search hutchins.taz.edu.au forward slash podcast. We'll see you soon. Hutchins Podcast.